Yeah. It, well, it came out of a means of necessary because I got into a car crash in very early 2018. And I couldn't do what I was doing at work at a hotel in Tampa. So I was kind of out of work. I'm like, now what do I do? So, uh, yeah, Comedians on Court. I did everything wait backwards. Hold on. Wait, wait. Let me yeah. stop you right there. Yeah. You got in a, into an accident. Yes. And you couldn't go back to your regular job. Right. So you decided the best thing to do was to go into comedy. Right, right. To do because I was, you know, I was doing comedy while working at this hotel in Tampa for years. Did you, know, you hit your head? <laughs> now, broadcasting live from the podcast palace on Park Street in beautiful and dangerous Clearwater, Florida. It's the Comedians on Cork podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Tony God and Pat Largo. Me too. Hey, everybody, and welcome Season 3, Episode 2 of the Comedians on Court Podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out, and you guys on Spotify and YouTube and our Facebook page. Thank you so much. We have, of course, our, our uh, co-host, Tony God. My name is Pat Largo, and uh, we have a big-time in-studio um, uh, sponsor we always like to mention. It's Julie Drollshagen. She has been with us from day one, even before our first episode of the Comedians on Court podcast. She's an incredible real estate agent right here in beautiful Clearwater, Florida, Century 21. You can get her at 727-902-9233 or at floridabeachbusiness.com. Floridabeachbusiness.com for all your real estate needs in Florida. In Florida, Julie Drollshagen. Thank you so much for Century 21. So we have a guest on today that we've had on before uh, uh, on Comedians on Cork podcast. We were just fresh off of our, or I should say her, uh, Kay she's Funny. A, she's a veteran. Uh, she's like our, she's like our go-to comic on the channel. <laughs> yeah, and she knows her stuff. And, and she has her own, not just an event, it's a huge event. It's Kay Funny uh, that we just did in Newport, Ritchie, Florida at the uh, beautiful uh, Ritchie Suncoast uh, Theater just a few days ago. Um, and we just decided to talk about uh, some of the some of that, some of the indie shows, uh, just those independent, really cool shows that people are doing, not just in our area, but around the country. So, Aneria, thank you so much for joining us yet again. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, just as a quick disclaimer, I am wearing my my uh, old raggedy out T-shirt because my AC's out. <laughs> AC's out. And I'm in Florida. So for all you all you happy travelers that want to come to Florida, this is what happens, man. Yeah. Your AC is going to break. And you're going to sweat your ass off. And you're going to say, you know what? I kind of like the snow. Uh-huh. This this as we as we talk about uh, a Latin uh, theme show. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. too hot, man. It's too hot anymore. Too hot. <laughs> We're getting soft. So caliente. Real quick, if people don't know Aneria, and and it was great because a few years ago, you know, you came up with this idea, K Funny, and and man, uh, I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. I got to host it again, uh, host the evening. It's our second event uh, that we did. Yeah. Tony, a, a god, is a, a a part of the show. Jeff Luis. This past show, uh, I know many people also came to me and they said, "Man, we love Tony God." So they were just enjoying. It. They were they, they were knowing the comedians. Um, basically, the floor is yours when it comes to this, man. Just talking about maybe how you got into the idea or why you well, got into. You, yeah, talk about talk about how you decided on the theme of the show because that's like you know. that's kind of like you know those are a couple of the reasons that I got on board, like one of the reasons is because of the theme of the show, you know? 
Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you guys. You guys did a great job. I was so happy with this show. Um, I had a lot of great feedback from people who had never seen you guys and people who have seen you guys. So hats off to you. And yeah, you know, I came up, there's several reasons why I came up the show, but uh, as far as the theme is concerned, um, I had just trademarked Get Funny for my merch. And I really love, I went to LA uh, and I had- So this started out as a merchandising thing originally? Yeah, okay. so, so let's go back. I was accepted to the Burbank Comedy Festival and I decided that I was gonna make a shirt that said Get Funny and see what kind of feedback I got. Okay. And I went to LA, I think I was there for like almost two weeks. And, um, and the feedback was crazy. Like people, even when I went to the mall, I would wear it and, and people would say, Oh, that's a cute shirt, you know? And so I had the merch and then I started thinking, um, you know, yeah, that'd be cute. You know, it's me bilingual, blah, blah, blah. And then honestly, when I first met Pat, Pat said, Hey, when are we going to go on tour? You know, because I can go on tour because A, B, and C. And then they were all funny, but I'm sure some of them were real. <laughs> and, um, and I looked at Pat, and you were on that show, which is the show that Pat was saying all this. And I thought, what about a show where people tackle culture? You know, I thought about uh, it being Latinx, but then I thought, you know, there's a lot of other cultures that I want to hear stories about because I find, you know, as a Puerto Rican Salvadorian growing up in Florida, I can't escape culture. And I love comedy and there's a lot of great comedians out there, but not a lot of them tackle that. There's, I'm seeing more that do, but, you know, I wanted to get away from the usual getting high stories or, you know, dating and all that. I wanted to hear, I want to hear that too, but... I wanted to hear more about challenges and wins yeah. in the cultural universe. And that's how I came up with the idea. And uh, I thought, why not make it, instead of just Latino, make it multicultural? Um, obviously, because Pat was one that said, when are we going on tour? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, so, now you got you to gotta understand, now Pat says that to every comic he meets. I bet. <laughs> That's like, that's his hello. <laughs> when are we going on tour? He's smart. He's smart. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I can't say he's a tour yet because we haven't left the Tampa Bay area. But why not, you know, down the road? Mm -hmm. I, I think that when you do a theme show, there's such a learning curve. Um, well, so well, let me, well, let me ask you this. Let's talk, let's talk about theme shows for a second. And then uh, because I want to talk about like, you know, uh, setting up the shows, uh, the venues that you choose, that kind of thing and how you market it. But as far as theme shows now, you've been on other theme shows as well in the past, like uh, the, the diva shows, things like that. Uh, I've done different uh, theme shows as well, you know, and uh, now Pat, Pat's kind of, new to that kind of thing i would say because it's like you know it's like you you haven't you haven't really done it as long but 
what you do with the comedians on court shows is kind of its own theme. You know, you kind of have your own uh, brand. But like now, is there something that like with the other theme shows you did, is there something distinguishing about it that you that you liked about it or was it kind of an ends to a mean or or why did you get on board in the first place? You're asking me or Pat? Yeah, I'm asking you first. Well, Pat sets his up. So we'll talk about how he got, he decided to set his up okay. uh, the way he did. Well, I, I think that when I was part of the Funny Diva show, um, mm. yeah. it was, I really liked it. I mean, I, I thought it was such a great idea. I thought it was so marketable. Um, at the time, we all were kind of at different levels in the comedy skills, if you will, but we all had something to attribute. And what I liked about the theme show was that because we did made it up, then we would do our lineup and we would tell, depending on how comfortable you were doing a certain amount of minutes, we're like, okay, well you do 10 since you're still working on this or more experienced person will do more. So I felt that that control of being able to control the show was very appealing. Um, I thought the funny diva at the, at the time, I thought it was a great name. Um, there, there were female comedians, but not so many like there are now. So it was kind yeah, of like true. opening a door for more. Yeah, that's very true. At that point, there were not a whole lot of uh, female comics in the market. No. Even in, even in Florida, in the, the regional market. Yeah, and, and now it, it's so refreshing to see so many more women um, because that is another point of view, another perspective. You know, I, I like listening to the men just as I like listening to the women. And, uh, and for that particular show, that was the attraction that I got to hear other comedians' points of view that were like mine. Some weren't like mine, but it was a different point of view from a female. Yeah. Well, what about you, Pat? Like you started your shows, uh, you just kind of just went ahead and like, this is comedians uncorked, and here's what I do. I'm I'm bringing these comics to you. Now, first, how did you come up with the name comedians uncorked? How did that originate? And then how did you decide I'm just going to go ahead and do my own show? Yeah, it, well, it came out of a means of necessary because I got into a car crash in very early 2018. And I couldn't do what I was doing at work at a hotel in Tampa. So I was kind of out of work. I'm like, now what do I do? So, uh, yeah, Comedians on Court, I did everything wait, backwards. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. Let me yeah. stop you right there. Yeah. You got in a, into an accident. Yes. And you couldn't go back to your regular job. Right. So you decided the best thing to do was to go into comedy. Right, right. To do because I was, you know, I was doing comedy while working at this hotel in Tampa for years. Did you hit your head? <laughs> it was. Uh, well, you know what it was. It was you know how like as the old Steve Harvey thing about like don't worry about fear, just jump, and you're gonna hurt yourself on the way down. But like you'll 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 make it. The shoot's gonna open. So I'm like, okay. I was actually going to this venue. I swear to God, in Port Ritchie, to get a job like as a bar back or like a serve just to do something, make money. And I just yeah. happened to ask him, I go, he had a beautiful stage outside. And I said, do you do shows? He goes, yeah. I go, do you ever do comedy? He goes, no. Why? What do you do? I go, I, I do comedy. He goes, we can do a show. He goes, do you have any, 
sound equipment, name, anything. I said, nope, but I've got comedians. So <laughs> I did everything in reverse. I booked the show with him, which was a success, thank God. I didn't have any name for it yet. Um, I was kind of coming up with some stuff. And then some friends of mine mentioned uh, the uncorked word. And then I just kind of turned it around and twisted around. I said, let's do comedians uncorked. Um, you know, just like because just, you know, just kind of just uh, unleashing knowledge and jokes and stuff like that. Um, I stayed away from any kind of wine bottle logo reference. I didn't want that. Um, yeah, we talked about that. too. We talked, right? Uh, then I got, you know, I mean, but so once I got the name, because I knew I had all the comedians, all the people I know. So I said, OK, now I got to get a big stage banner. I, I got my sound guy. I got good equipment. Now I have an actual um, a product to, to present people. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Tony God. How's everybody doing, man? Good. Lando Lakes. So, yeah. uh this started literally about four years ago, about this time of year in 2018. And, um, you know, thank God, man, I've been, uh, I've been doing the Comedians on Cork brand now uh, for, for a while. And I feel like when I say I bring the whole show, I literally bring yeah. a whole show. Full production. Wow. So, so yeah. basically, so here's, so since 2018, you've been winging it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I tell you. I'm not a well, businessman. Yeah, I'm learning. Difference. No, but here's the difference. Here's the here's a perfect example of the different approaches because it's yeah. like you kind of you kind of took a leap of faith at an opportunity. You know, it's like at a moment in your life and said, "This is it. I'm going to go for it." And whatever happens, happens. Yep. And Amiria, after she's gotten the K funny off the ground after her past experiences, and then she kind of you kind of. You kind of planned, you planned what you were going to do. You yeah. both are working. It's both working for both of you. So it's like it just, so there's no formula right. or whoever's watching. There's no formula if that's what you want to do. Like I had, I had shows as well. Like I, well, you guys know I did all those shows at the improv. I did a ton of different uh, uh, theme shows. Mm -hmm. I would always get called to do the 420 shows, things like that, you know? So, uh, and I just kind of, well, I mean, it's like I've been doing this for a really long time. So it's like I've, I've always kind of been accustomed to getting involved with theme shows. Like uh, even back when I was doing music, you know, when I was doing hip hop, and I was, you know, I was rapping and everything. Uh, and when I had the band, you know, we had, it was obviously a niche, you know, we had a, a particular sound. So, uh, so I don't mind. I feel familiar with those things. One of the things I like about it is that, uh, you get to work with people that you like, you know, yeah. more often, you know, so it's like the more dates you can put on a calendar for, for like a tour, you know, like if the K funny tour, once a K funny tour builds up to where, uh, to where it's, it's on a, a regular schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, we do, you doing, you know, we turn around and do a three month tour, you know, with, you know, with all of us. That's fun. You know, everybody on the tour, you get along. Everything's great. That's one of the things that appeals to me. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that appealed to me about the K-Funny tour was the choice of venues. Because, I mean, yeah. we could book a lot more dates if you just opened up and said, I'm going to book it anywhere and do, mm -hmm. you know, whatever platform. But what attracted me is, like, 
being selective about venues, you know. Now, yeah. what made you choose that and what kind of venues are we talking about? Um, yeah, I, I, I think my idea behind this show was that I wanted it to be performed at theaters um, for several reasons. I think, you know, as an actor, I love theaters. I like the, you know, I like being in one. I like attending one, you know, plays. Um, I think theaters, how do I say this without hurting anybody's feelings, but I think theaters treat you better. You know, I think they treat you better. They, they, more professional. they're more professional. Uh, I think like I heard Jim Jeffrey say after the whole Will Smith slap, this, this, this thing he said has stuck to my head and I hear it in my head every day. He's like, what we do is hard, you know, and it is what we do as comedians is very hard. And his point in that conversation was, we don't even get credit for it at the Oscars. You know, they don't even have comedy movies. And, and, no, they and, don't. Yeah, really, they don't. No, they don't. And so his point was, you know, we can act. We're comedians and we can act. But the reverse isn't always true. You can't make an actor be a comic. And we write our, you know, and, and, and we, we do so much. We're a one-man thing, you know. That, whether sounds, that sounds like a question of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I want it. I like I, I feel the love in theaters. Uh, the first show that we had was a theater um, that Michael Murillo, another one who does theme shows, has yeah. been year after year. And they've gotten to know me and they've always been supportive of not just my comedy, but also my acting, you know, when I appeared on an episode of Chicago Med, they posted it on their Facebook page. I was shocked. And so I yeah. thought, why they not? Give you, there? They give you more value, I, I think, you know, as yeah. a performer, they're, they're really in tune to you as a performer. Yes. Um, I, I, now, I and, and I sometimes don't feel that from, from comedy clubs, you know. Yeah. I know I've, you and I have had extensive conversations that sometimes I feel like, well, fuck, you know, I got credits. I, I'm working hard. I got agents. I, 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 I <laughs> sold that, not sold out the room, but had a lot of people, their shows, why aren't they giving me more, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so um, going back to a open letter that Pat Oswalt wrote one time for the gatekeepers, you know, um, he talked about, you know, we have TikTok now. Well, he didn't talk about that because TikTok wasn't a thing. But I'm saying, you know, we have social media. We have YouTube. I mean, our careers are different. We don't have to wait on on a, a, a club throwing us a little bit of luck our way anymore. Yeah, the access is different. So the, the need to be in a club is not necessary all the time. Now, Pat, how do you like doing the theaters because i mean you've worked you've done the grind in like the bars you've done the uh, the live uh, broadcast from events and all that stuff with the radio you're still doing that stuff mm -hmm. but how do you like performing on theater as opposed to all those other stages or do or do you have a preference well 
the, the theaters, uh, yeah, the two that we've done for Kate Funny are, are beautiful. Yeah, I mean, to do any kind of show. But that, that's, that's you, you feel special when you're on that stage, I think, in my opinion. Um, I mean, when it comes to my comedians on cork shows, I, when I have some golf course, uh, like, you know, their uh, banquet hall type stuff, and you've been a part of those shows uh, in, in Tampa with me, both of you, um, you know, I like those rooms because they kind of make you feel special because it's a nice, you know, kind of dress up dinner show date kind of thing. It's a nice feeling. But the theaters that we did for K Funny, I would love to somehow down the road, um, you know, do a comedian's uncorked or anything in the theater again. I feel that was just a, uh, I don't want to use the word cozy, but it was just really, it just made you feel at home when you got up there on stage and you see those folks and you see the lights and you're on that big stage and you see the orchestra pit in front of you. It's like, wow, wow, I really feel like this is almost my Netflix special or something. It's really great. It, it feels more real as to, as compared to what you imagine when yes. you first start, you know, this is what, this is what I imagined it would be, you know, that right. kind of thing. Uh, now for me, I got spoiled very early and I would, I prefer the theater stages over any other stages. Uh -huh. I, you know, clubs are cool and all, but if I have a choice, I'd rather be on the theater stage because I, I toured when I toured with Jackie Mason, those were theater tours. We're playing like these huge venues and it's like, and you're getting like, you get treated great. You get treated like you're, you matter. Right. Mm -hmm. As, as part of the, you, you get treated, you're the show and you get treated like that in the theater. Yeah. You know, they prepare things for you. You know, they, they take all the concern out of your head so you can just focus on your performance. That's your job. So I love it. I love the I, I love the whole thing. Uh, the only thing uh, there's a couple differences, obviously, with with any other venue, from one nighters to clubs to the theater. Uh, one of the things is Dylan. I, I did all the merchandise for uh, for Jackie Mason. All the merchandise, so I was, and he had a ton of merchandise. So when mm -hmm. we we had to do counts, do inventory, you know, and, and all this, the, the theater setup is different. The contracts are different. It's not, a di it's a different money exchange, you know, because at that level, they get a piece of the uh, product as well. They get a piece of the merchandise and all that. Okay. Um, but I made a pretty penny off of that, but that's different as well as uh, how you get, when you're getting paid because of the contract, the, the counting, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, now, are some of these, uh, how do you find these differences? Or are they um, are they easy to adjust to? Or do you find them annoying? <laughs> or is it, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's different. It's different. And I think there's a pros, there's, there's pros. And then there's, I'm not going to say cons, I'm going to say pain in the asses to learn. Um, the pro is that you're kind of in charge you know, you know what you're worth. And I, th I think that with, um, you know, like comedy clubs specifically, everybody's kind of worth the same. But, um, but sometimes, you know, you, you might be an experienced comedian, uh, not getting the certain break or getting the same break as somebody who started six months ago. 
And then here comes year 15 and it's the same pay, but with a, um, a theater and you negotiating or, or, or your venues, even like what Pat Largo does, uh, you're in control of what you think your show is worth. Not necessarily just you, but just the show itself. And that's, uh, that's ever evolving because, you know, we just started ours. We're still trying to figure out how to price yeah. it. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, and this is for both of you guys, um, on both of these, like, uh, you know, we can wrap it after this. Um, on the shows, like the Comedians Uncorked, you have a different lineup, but you have you have very similar uh, theme, uh, niche as far as the comics, uh, and in area for K Funny, that's or that's that's leaning towards the Latin community, and the uh, uh, you know like the um, you know the community in general. But you're leaning more Latin. How do you promote it? Like, what are the different areas that you promote it in, as far as social media and uh, the uh, traditional market? And Pat, you can speak to this as well because you both you've helped an area on that end as well. Uh, Pat, do you want to kick it off, and then I'll let Aniria wrap it up. Yeah, I know we got about uh, about eight minutes left here. So yeah, I mean, mine I, again. I, I'm learning still as I go when it comes to the promotions part. I'm learning now to try to partner up with venues that I have who have their all inclusive promo staffs. Who, who do their own promotion and they have a big mailing list of like thousands of people on their Facebook page or email list. So that, that saves me a ton of work right there when they go, yeah. oh yeah, once we make the flyer and we send it out, it's going to hit 5,000 people. Our promo team is going to make sure everyone in this place gets it and we're going to have, you know, probably close to a sellout. So that makes me happy. Of course. My, that's great. The, yeah. That's good. Not every venue but I mean, I'm trying to pick and choose now the ones that I know are going to have an audience also who wants comedy, like they want entertainment, but they're used yeah. to music and stuff. But I know they want and usually ahead of time, I'll have them put on their Facebook or Instagram. Hey, do a little survey and ask if they want that. And usually it comes back to go. Yeah, man, they're 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 down for it. Let's 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 set a date, and do a show. So um, but I do the same thing. I do the Facebook, you know, the, the promos, the boosting. Uh, like with Aniria, uh, I've, I've been blessed to know some TV people in the area. So, I mean, we all know some folks. So I try to get like Aniria some help on TV to promote Kate Funny or even me or whoever we need to. So sometimes well, they're able me, to help let us. Let me jump in real quick and, yeah. and back up to uh, when you mentioned that you boost like on like Facebook, that kind of thing, the ads. Uh, how far ahead do you boost? And is there, do you have a, do you give yourself a, a particular budget? Yeah, I don't spend a lot. I really don't. Like right now, a, a lot of times I'll go usually no more than two weeks out, sometimes literally just a week out because we hit social media hard in other ways. But I mean, yeah, I don't go a month out. I don't spend hundreds of dollars. I try to just keep it in a budget that I have because like I said, normally the other venue I'm working with also boosts and, and, and that's okay. going out to thousands of people. So uh, it's a good partnership. We're all, that's the main thing. We're all on the same team and the same page and that helps everything out. Now, Amiria, uh, Pat was mentioning like he'd help you a couple of times with the, uh, the TV aspect and uh, that kind of thing, uh, which is a whole different discussion about, you know, being in the game and actually networking. But um, talk to me about how you promoted like that, how you target the audience 
uh, for the for K funny. Um, I, I was very thankful for the opportunity that Pat, you know, I, Pat said, just write up a press release and I'll send it to my people. And so he did. Um, but of course you have to promote, and those, those shows come on just a few days before the show. So there's a lot you have to do ahead of time. I'm still trying to work it out. Um, I'm trying to get creative with it, trying to do different things that other comedians don't like. I did a video where I'm describing the show from an interview I did last year. And then yeah. I took pictures of us at our first show, people wearing the merch uh, to kind of pump it up. You know, I put John Leguizamo out there again. You know, he's wearing my merch and he's worn it more yeah. than twice. So uh, I use that to my advantage. But I think as far as the target market, um, your fans, you know, social media, your fans are following it. You're trying to capture other people. I, I say make sure you tag all your comics because I've been on shows where people don't tag the comics. Um, tag them because they'll make it easy for them to share and that people yeah. then know you. I think it's just like these shows, um, people get to know not just you but other comedians and it's kind of like benefit for all. And I also want to give a shout out to, to, to Pat to you and to so many other people in our community that are doing this. You know, you have your, your Kellys of the world, you have your Lauren Defaults and Lauren Lance, you have the Michael Murillos. You know, during the pandemic, I mean, Jeff is always saying that Pat Largo uh, kept everybody above water during the pandemic because he was doing shows and his shows are unique, you know? Uh, yeah. With artists. Kind. Well, I tell you, because of the cost of everything going up, we have to get creative with how we reach people. And I think we have, and I think we're doing it. Uh, there's more to get into and yeah. a deeper discussion. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that we started covering that. And, uh, you know, always, whenever we can have an area on to talk about stuff, uh, you know, it's always good because she knows she's talking about, she's passionate about it. She's a pro. And we're going to have footage of her when she becomes famous that we can use later. <laughs> exactly. Why aren't you just famous too, shit? This is, I'm, I'm tired. Tired of being famous. Tired of, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired in general. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these eyes. This is not good. Uh, man, you, I, I know we got to wrap it up here, man. And Tony, we, we got to get you someone to fix your AC, man. Uh, yeah. Real quick, Anira, we always like to ask, uh, how can people get a hold of you for, for anything on social media or where can they get a hold of you and become a fan of Aniria Attorney? Uh, go to Instagram, at Aniria is funny. Uh, I just started a TikTok. I'm trying to figure that world out. <laughs> so you yes. <laughs> I'm on there. Yeah, I've seen you on there. Dude. Can I blame someone? I blame Dat Fan. Dat yes. Fan. Oh, Pat, you gotta. Pat, you gotta. You, you, you gotta. No, seriously, I, I, I'll follow you. You gotta. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the hang of it, Pat. I, okay. I, I'm trying different things. So sometimes it's the simple things that take off. And the oh, stuff yeah. you put a lot of work in doesn't really take off. But this is awesome. But but Aniri, thank you so much again for joining us, and and, I, and thank you for having uh, you know me and Tony on your K Funny Show for the second time. And I love it, and uh, I hope we do more. Um, 
And uh, I want to thank everyone for, for checking us out, man. Season three. Uh, thank you, Tony. This is great, man. Season three of the Comedians on Cork podcast. Of course, thank you again, Julie Drolls Hagen, our um, studio sponsor at Century 21 right here in beautiful Clearwater, Florida, for an area attorney and our co-host, Tony God. My name is Matt Largo. Last, you deserve it. And thank you for watching Comedians on Cork podcast.